0: Well, good morning, everyone. If you would, open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm very glad to have Eric and Tara's class out here with us this morning. I ask that they come out to the so uh, we could all be together and look at this subject of children and fathers in Ephesians chapter 6. And before we begin, let's bow before our Lord in prayer. Our Father, we've gathered here together this morning in the name of your Son. And Father, we beg of you that you would be pleased to send your Spirit upon us and give us an hour of true worship. Father, speak to us through your Word. I pray that you would be our teacher and that you'd speak to the hearts of your people. And Father, cause faith to be mixed with everything that we hear, that we might Hear the messages prepared this morning and learn of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might be pointed to him and find our rest and hope and peace and confidence in him and him alone. Father, what we pray for ourselves this morning, we pray for your people, wherever they might be meeting together this morning. Father, bless your word. In this dark, dark day, Father, we pray that you would cause your word to to go forth in power as a light, in a dark place, that you might be pleased to give us a revival in the land, that you'd call out your people, that you'd give us a special time of refreshing in Christ our Savior. Father, show us your glory, we pray. For it's in Christ's name, for his sake and his glory, we pray, amen. Now, Here in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul begins the chapter talking to children. And I always want to make sure our children, our young people, our teenagers that y'all know this. The Bible has something to say to you. You know, the Bible is not just talking to adults, and you know, it doesn't have anything to do with you. The Bible has plenty to say to children. And Paul begins here in, in verse one of Ephesians six: "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right." Now, this is what God says. This is not Frank's idea. This is not ideas of a bunch of. Uh, a different theologian. This is what God Almighty has to say. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. For this is right. It's right. There's nothing more right than for children to obey their parents. Now, the Lord didn't say this to children. Children, obey your parents. Do what your parents tell you to do, when they tell you to do it. The Bible doesn't say that to you to ruin your life or to make you miserable. God says this for your happiness and for your good. Obey your parents. I promise you, you'll avoid a lot of heartache if you learn to obey your parents. Your parents are older than you. They've had a time to, to learn a whole lot more than, than what you have. It's just right for you to obey somebody that knows more than you. It? It's just, it's right. Now, I was a child once. You'll think it was a long time ago, but I was a child once, and I remember it very well. And I know what you think. Children all think this. They think my parents don't understand me. They don't know what it's, what it's like today. They don't know what it's like for me in school. They don't know what it's like the peer pressure and things that we're under today. Well, I'll tell you this. Your parents know a whole lot more what you think that that they know. You'll be shocked how much smarter your parents get the older you get. The more you learn, you'll be shocked how much smarter your parents become. You know, your parents have already been your age. Whatever grades you are in school, they've been there. Whatever things you're going through, there's nothing new under the sun. They've been there. They've been through it. So it's right. It's wise for you to learn from their experience. And like I say, I promise you, your parents know more than you do. They know more than what you think that they know, and you don't know near as much as you think you know. So it's right for you to obey your parents. And if you look back at Luke chapter 2, Now, suppose it is true. Suppose that that you do know more about your parents. Now, that's not true, but suppose that it is. We know the only child who ever lived that knew more than his parents was the Lord Jesus. He knew more than his parents, but he set the example for us in, in obedience. Look here at Luke 2, verse 51. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. He he was sub- The Lord of glory was subject unto his parents because it's right that children obey their parents. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. The Lord of glory. I mean, now you think of this. This is the Lord of glory in human flesh obeyed his parents. Isn't that something? And here's another reason why it's right for children to obey their parents. It's love. Now your parents love you they love you so much that they only want the best for you if they do make a mistake and unfortunately we do we parents make mistakes but if they do make a mistake I, i'm telling you this it's out of love they're doing for you out of love what they really truly believe is best for you well then it's right for you to do what they tell you isn't it it's just right your parents love you and you love your parents You know how you show your love for your parents? By obeying them. Doing what they tell you to do. Now, unfortunately, this has to be said. Scripture says, obey your parents in the Lord. In the Lord. Let me tell you what that means. If your parents tell you to do something that's wrong, something that's illegal, if they they tell you how to do do drugs or teach you how to steal... You know, you think, well, that won't happen. When I worked at the convenience stores, this utterly amazed me. There was a family that came in every once in a while. We finally figured them out, started following them around. And the two parents and two just very, very small children. You know what they were teaching them little ones to do? I mean three, four years old. They're teaching my shoplift. Because they thought nobody's going to check the pockets, you know, of this kid. They're teaching them how to steal. If your parents teach you that, don't do it. Don't do it. If your parents tell you don't worship the Lord, then you don't have to obey them. But other than that, other than that, you obey him because it's right. It's best for you. And I very seriously doubt that's a problem for anybody here. So obey your parents. Now read on here. This goes a little deeper than this. Look at verse two. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now, verse 1 tells children, obey your parents in the Lord. Verse 2 says, honor your parents. Honor them. Now, what's the difference there? Well, you know, just doing what your parents tell you to do, that's not really obeying them. See, God looks on the heart. God sees the attitude. And when God gave the Ten Commandments, you you know the Ten Commandments, He didn't say in those Ten Commandments, obey your father and mother. Did you know that? He said, honor them. Honor your father and your mother. Well, how do we honor our parents? By obeying them, by our attitude. If you would obey God, obey your parents with a good attitude. Do it with a smile on your face. You know, honoring our parents, that lasts longer than obeying our parents. You know, well, you, you're not going to have to obey your parents forever. You're going to grow up and you're going to move out. You're going to be on your own. You don't obey them anymore. But scripture tells us, no matter how old we are, honor your mother and your father. And i tell you why this is so important for us to learn. I, I told you about earthly things that, for your benefit, that you learn to obey your parents. But i tell you why it's so important. It's spiritually if we learn to honor our parents, you know the Lord just might use that to teach us to honor Him? To honor Him. Well, how do we honor God? How is it that sinners like us can honor God Almighty? It's by believing on His Son. Nothing honors God more than believing on Christ. And believing on Christ is simply this. is trusting Him. It's trusting, trusting that Christ alone, his person, his work, trusting him. He is all it takes to save me and he doesn't need any help from me. He doesn't need any of my works to help. And that's honoring God. Now, God demands of us that we keep his law perfectly. We must keep his law perfectly. But I can't do it. You can't do it. I did not always obey my parents. Sometimes I did, but not always. And I had lots of spankings to, to prove the point. But I don't have any obedience to God's law. None whatsoever. But I can still honor God by believing Christ, that he obeyed the law for me, that he made me righteous by his obedience for me. Now, Paul tells us this is the first commandment with promise. Now, look over at Exodus chapter 20. I told you about this, but I want us to to look at it and read it. This is the first commandment with promise. And what does that mean? When God gave the Ten Commandments, nine times He said, do this or don't do that. End of statement. Just do it or don't do it. Nine times. But there's one commandment. He said something different. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. This is this is there's a pr- a promise attached to this commandment that your days may be long in the land. Now look back at it uh, in our text in verse 3. This is what Paul tells us he re- just repeats this in verse 3. Honor thy father and thy mother that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest live long in the land. Now this is a promise from God. Your life is going to be better. Your life will be happier if you learn to obey your parents. You know, I think of of things, I, I was thinking probably more of smaller children, but things that your parents tell you. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush. You know, that's not just a tick that they teach your mom in, in mom school. This is, your mother's telling you that so that you avoid pain. Later in life, that your teeth don't rot out of your head or you gonna other diseases you know that that start in your mouth, brush your teeth, she's telling you that so you'll be healthier, so you'll be happier. Eat your vegetables how- I mean how many times has your mother to eat your vegetables? She's telling you that so you'll be healthier. It's good for you. Go to bed on time, oh, I hated that. I mean, I could stay up late, just oh I can't get up early in the morning, but I can stay up late. Your mother just, boy, she sets a bedtime. You got to go to bed. It's not so she can get rid of you for the evening. It's so you get enough rest. So you can function the next day. You know, she tells you clean your room. She's got chores. Do your chores. She's not just telling you that to make your life miserable. Do you know learning to work hard? That's one of the best things you can learn when you're young. Because if you learn how to work hard, Do a good job at what you do. You're going to have a better life. You know, for long, you're going to have to go to work. And you're going to have to work a long time. You're going to be happier if you just work hard at it. Spend your time trying to do a good job instead of get out of work. You're going to be happier at it. And you know what? Your boss is going to be happier too. It's shocking to me how few people learn when they're young How to work and how to do a good job. If you learn how to work, your boss is going to love you. You're going to stand out. You're going to get raises. You're going to get promotions. You're going to, it's going to make life easier, isn't it? It sure will. And here's something else. If your parents teach you to obey the first time, I mean, the first time, not counting to three, not begging you to do it. I mean, obey the first time. It could keep you out of jail. I promise you this, someday if you get pulled over a policeman, he ain't counting to three. And if you learn to obey him the first time, do what he says the first time, it could keep you out of jail. Jails are full of people, full of them, who never learned to obey the first time. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. That would break my heart. And this is something that goes along with honoring your parents. Learn how you should conduct yourself by watching your parents. Now, I'm going to give you an example. When I worked at the C-stores, before we would hire someone, we would ask around about their family. Do you know this person's family? We'd ask the other employees, do you know anything about this, this person's family? And you know why we did that? Because it's very likely you're going to act like the rest of your family. Amy, if it's all right, I'll use you as a little example here. If when I was at the convenience store, Amy comes and she applies for a job, and we ask around about her family, and somebody says, oh, yes, yes, I know her dad. I know her mom. I know Sean and Julie. And I say, oh, she's Sean and Julie Thornberry's daughter? Amy, you'll have the job. I mean, you will. That's just a fact of the matter. You'll have the job. Now, it'll get your foot in the door. Whose child you are. Cause I'm gonna figure, and you'd have the child, i so I'm gonna figure you're gonna act like your mom. I'm just, you're gonna act like, you learn something from, you, you're gonna act like them. It'll get your foot in the door. But now you're gonna have to keep that job. You're gonna have to keep it by doing a good job. And I'm just pretty sure you will, cause I know who your mom and dad are. See, if we, if we learn how an adult is supposed to conduct themselves from our parents, our lives will be better. They really will. And here's why, again, now I've showed you earthly reasons why it's so important to obey and honor your parents. Here's why it's very important, the most important reason. If we learn to obey our parents, maybe God will use that to teach us to obey him. You know, your parents don't bring you here to these services as a time filler. That's not why they're bringing you here. They're bringing you here to learn of Christ they're bringing you here so you learn about yourself they're they're bringing you here to learn how God saves sinners and the only place that you find out the answer to those questions is is from the scriptures it's not from what different people think it's it's from the scriptures they're bringing you here to be taught the scriptures they bring you here to your Sunday school classes or, or Bible school out here in the service you know I promise you this every single message That I preach. I read over my notes. And I think about you children. And I think. Now will they understand this? Will they understand what I'm saying? Will they understand this word? Will this be something that's helpful to them? I think about you in every message. That's why your parents are bringing you here. So you're taught the, the, the scriptures. And I tell you. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget. What you've been taught here. Look over at Proverbs chapter three. Solomon had a lot to say to children. He talked to his, to his son quite often in the book of Proverbs. Here in Proverbs chapter three, you know, it could be that your parents bring you here. You're taught the scriptures. It'll make you like young Timothy was, wise unto salvation. God will use that to give you eternal life. Look at Proverbs three verse one. Now, this is what I'm saying. Don't forget what you've been taught here now. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Let, let, let your heart keep what I've taught you for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. And length of days there is not just in this life. It's eternal life. It's peace with God and it'll add to thee. Look at chapter 6. Chapter six, verse twenty. My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. And when thou goest, it shall lead thee; and when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee; and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamb, and the law is light, and the reproof of instruction are the way of life to keep thee from the evil woman from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman now if we learn the scriptures and we and the lord uses those scriptures to teach us to trust christ it'll keep you from falling in so many traps it'll keep you from falling in the trap of false religion it'll just keep you from everything it'll make your whole life better now that's what's One of the the main things that scripture has to to say to children. But now parents. We have a responsibility in this thing too. Hold your finger there for a second in Proverbs. Flip back over to our text. Parents have a responsibility in this. And and Paul is speaking to fathers. I think it, it applies to all parents. But there are some things here that specifically apply to fathers. He says, and ye fathers. Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now let me start out by saying this to parents. Scripture tells our children to honor their parents, doesn't it? Then be an honorable man. Be an honorable man. Be someone that your children can admire. The scripture says for children to obey their parents. Then be someone your children can trust. Yeah, I mean, it's just a whole lot easier to obey somebody when you can trust them in it. And there are two main things that scripture teaches parents repeatedly. It tells fathers, correct your children and teach your children. And by correct, the scriptures mean spank their little hind end. Now look back at Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs 13, verse 24. He that spareth his rod, hateth his son. But he that loveth him, chasteneth him betimes. Now, parents will correct a child that they love. Now, I tell you, many parents won't spank a child. And you know why? They love themselves more than that child. Simple fact of the matter. They don't want the child pouting at them. They, they don't want the child being, being mad at them. Fooey That's the best word I can get. just fooey that, That's just foolish thinking. You just They do something wrong, now you just spank them, and it's over. You dry their eyes, you love them a little bit and send them on their way, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. I can tell you that from experience. They'll be just fine. Look at Proverbs 19. This is not the only time Solomon says this. Proverbs 19. Verse 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Chasten thy son while there is hope. So you better start young. You better start young because before long, that path gets so set you can't correct it. My wife, who's just one of the wisest mothers I've ever known, uh, recently told our daughter, "Now, you better get a hold of this with Grayson, our, our grandson." She said, "If if by the time he's three years old, he's running your house, it, it you're a goner. You can't you can't undo it. You can't change it. You know, correct him while there's time. While there's time to fix this thing." Now, what if they get mad at you? Who cares? They're the one that did something wrong. They ought to be a whole lot more afraid that you're mad. They ought to be a whole lot more afraid they disappointed you. Teach them to deal with it. Teach them to deal with it. Maybe, maybe they'll learn to deal with the Lord's correction. Could be. Spanking a child. It's one of the best ways to teach a child not to do wrong. And that's the truth. That's the truth from scripture. And nothing in today's liberal world makes this untrue. I looked it up. I looked it up this week. And boy, I mean, I found 5,822 places on the, the web telling me how wrong it is to spank your children. Let me let you in on a little secret. The fact that the world thinks it's wrong Means it's right. <laughs> Means it's right. But now listen. Don't go beating them all the time. Now use some wisdom in this thing. Use some wisdom. Effective discipline can only be done in love. Only. It can never be done in anger. Don't discipline your children in public to embarrass them. <laughs> I'll tell you a mistake I made. Don't discipline your children to impress your dad. Holly was a little thing. She did something wrong. I mean, she just defied me. and I just spanked her little self, you know. Dad was there. He didn't say anything. But when we were leaving that day, he pulled me aside. And he told me, he said, now I know you've got to to discipline the children. You don't have to do it in front of me and your mother. (laughs) That's good advice. That was good advice. That was that, I was a big mistake on my part. Discipline is never meant to embarrass a child. Never. It's meant to teach them. To teach them. And don't go to extremes, screaming and yelling at them and throwing a tantrum. You know, they're just going to learn to tune you out. Don't do that. Now, I will tell you this. An occasional raised voice, that's good. That's good. Yeah, people say, I'll not be scared of your parents. Yeah, I think you should. I'll just base this on on my experience. Eric, I can't tell you how much trouble I stayed out of as a teenager because I was scared of my dad. I mean, I revered him. I love him like no man I've ever known. But I was scared of him. (laughs) And it was good for me. It was good for me. All right, now here's the warning, though, from Scripture. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Now, you've got to pray for wisdom here. The word means provoke there means to exasperate. Don't make them frustrated. Don't make them so, they, they try so hard to please you and you just make it where they can't please you. All you're going to is frustrate them. Now, make your children please you. Make them mind you. But don't make it impossible for them to do it. Remember this. Children are children. That they're still, that's why we're teaching. They're not adults yet. They need to be taught. And our job is to teach them, is to teach them how to be an adult so they'll know how to do it when the time comes. All right, the second thing Scripture repeatedly tells fathers to do is to teach them. Now, if we're going to teach our children, fathers, we're going to have to be a man of wisdom. We're going to have to be somebody our family can count on to lead them right. And to teach them the right things, be a source of wisdom for your for your family, a store, source of strength and leadership. That's what your family needs from you. you know, your family needs to know there's somebody with some wisdom. There's somebody that loves me that's steering this ship. Now conduct yourself that way. You be the man that your family. And we're you know particularly talking about children here. That your children can depend on. They can, they can depend on you to, to teach them and to advise them and to correct them with, with wisdom. And I'll tell you the number one thing fathers are to teach their children is the gospel. Teach them the fear of the Lord. Teach them the worship of the Lord. Teach them by your word. Teach them by, by what you tell them. Tell them about the Lord. Talk to them about the gospel. And then teach them by your example. Teach them by your example. The way you conduct yourself at home had better match the way you conduct yourself here. If not, your children will see through that faster than anybody on this earth. And you'll turn them away from the gospel. Now don't do that. Teach them the gospel. Tell them this is what the Lord's done for me. This is what the Lord's done for his people. Tell them that you can trust him too. You can trust him too. You know, one of the best things you can do for your children is have them in, in their Sunday school classes. Have them in the public worship service as often as possible. I do this a couple times a year. I'm going to give you a commercial. We have the best Sunday school teachers you'll find anywhere here. And if my children were still little, I promise you, they'd be sitting under them. They really would. And when they come out of their classes, Ask them about what they heard. Ask them. I know the first thing they'll say, well, I didn't learn nothing. Make them tell you one thing. Make them tell you. You know, when they're real little, now when they're real little, they first go into Sabrina's class, they're three years old, and they, they might not remember when they first come out. You know, maybe they won't. But I tell you what, let the week roll on. Some random Tuesday morning, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. Some of y'all asked ask Lindy about that recently. Lindy comes out of her class and, and Lindy asked her, what'd you learn? She said, nothing. And by Tuesday, oh, the whole lesson comes wrong. Just be with them and, and have them here to be taught. Could be that in spite of them and us, the Lord teach them something. Could be. Now, if you'll permit me, let me give you You fathers, us fathers, a word of advice. Fathers, we're to teach our children to work hard. Give them things to do to work hard and set the example. Show them an example of a man that works hard, goes out and works hard at what he does. I just, one of the most important things we can teach our children is a work ethic. It really is. It'll make their life so much better. And fathers, teach your sons. And teach your daughters what the love of a man is supposed to look like. If we teach that to our sons, hopefully they'll grow up and they'll know how to be men who love their wives and love their children. Who just so happen to be your grandchildren, by the way. (laughs) Hopefully your daughter will learn the difference between lust and love. And she'll look for a man to marry like her daddy. Nobody can teach that like fathers can. And here's a good lesson that we should teach our children. The world does not revolve around them. Now, I know a lot of times it does. If we're alone in the house or something, yes, you know, the world can revolve around them some. But not when we're in public. Not when we got guests over at the house. You know, teach them, don't ever interrupt adults. And here's why to teach them that. Someone else is more important than them. Now that's just a good life lesson. I mean, out there in the world ain't nobody thinks your little one is the most, you know, important thing out there. You know, there's somebody always more important than me. This can be true on the job. Everybody's more important, you know, in your family. Now when you're taking care of your family, their needs have to come first, don't they? They have to teach them that you're not just the most important thing on the face of this earth. And also, they might just learn to keep their mouth shut and listen to God. Listen to the scriptures. And here's another thing. Be there. I mean, you just can't replace being there, being with your children. You can't teach them if you're not there with them, can you? You can't be an example for them if you're not there with them. Yeah. Uh, I know, boy, this world is, is so crazy busy, but do your best not to schedule quality time because you just can't schedule when questions are going to come up. Just like that example I told you about Lindy and Libby, she couldn't schedule when that question's going to come up. You just got to be there, don't you? Just be there. And I touched on this before, but let me hit it again because this is such a problem in our day. Fathers, let's be men. Let's be men, men of honor, uh, men of, of character. Be the man your child can respect. They don't need a friend and they don't need another peer. Be above them so they got somebody to look up to. And you know what? You don't have to explain to your children what you're doing most of the time. I said so pretty much covers every situation. Just be the authority figure that your child can trust. It's so important. Now again, you know, this is all for our earthly good, but let's not forget here, we're teaching Christ. We're teaching redemption in him. God's people can trust our father. We can trust him. Do your best to copy that. And your family will be better off. And spend a lot of time, spend a lot of time in prayer, asking for wisdom, asking for the ability to be a good father. When our oldest daughter, Holly, was born, my mother told me, now you're going to have to learn how to talk and pray at the same time. You're going to get questions and you're going to think, oh my goodness, and you're going to have to pray that the Lord give you the answer while you're talking. You're going to have to learn to talk and pray at the same time, spend a lot of time in prayer. Just do everything in your power to teach your children what the gospel says. And in the end, if the Lord makes fine adults out of them, it won't be because of our good parenting, will it? No, it'll be by His grace. For the same reason, if they grow up the Lord saves them, it won't be because of our good parenting and our good teaching. It'll be by His grace. So teach them. Teach them to be dependent on God's grace. Now, while it's all by God's grace, let's also pray, Lord, make us the best fathers that we can be. Because our children deserve that, don't they? All right, I hope the Lord will bless that to you.